Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code KINDAFUNNY at checkout to get 10% off. Now, Kevin, what were you poking with me with during that read? I just wanted to, I just wanted to, be a, to see if you were going to be a professional and keep reading. And I, I nailed it, didn't you nailed I? It. You nailed it. Like you, Kevin. And then use the thing like you're a submarine pitcher, you know, like really? a closer. That like, What's up, like, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. So I thought these were mugs for cereal, but they are, in fact, coffee mugs. I did see someone earlier eating cereal out of it. That's not how you do things. That's it's a huge mug. We need these at the house. It's so, a huge and I'm not mug, saying we go buy these. I'm saying we take yeah, a shitload of them. Oh, we just steal? Yeah, it's like a central them. perk mug. Yeah. This is like a central perk mug. Over there, the Pier 1 Tim Gettys. I also have a mug. It was oh. a last-minute game decision. I don't know. A last-minute last game, game decision. decision. Hey, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, it's we've been, been streaming since 10 a.m. We're at Patreon. We streamed last night, too. I was going to get to that later, but it's the jig's blown. We're stealing mugs. We've got a robot behind us. There's a stranger next to me. It's not a robot. It's part of a robot, is it not? Starship. It, it is the part of a replica of the Millennium Falcon cockpit, which is slightly robotic. Thank you. There's, yeah. there's robotics involved. There's robotics. The one busting my balls. Call Moriarty. Go Islanders. And then the, the guy here in the green hat. Jack Conti. How are you, Jack? I'm so great. We're in your office right now. This is true. This is Patreon HQ. We're here. This pan, this episode of the Game Over Reggae show being recorded and broadcasted to people on Twitch right now who we are ignoring because we're making the YouTube podcast. They love what so up? much and everything else. But we're at Patreon for GDC doing our live stream here again. Thank you for having us. Oh, thank you for being here. Do you guys not like us being here? We're very loud, I know. We uh, eat a lot of your food, it's too. It's a pain in the ass, but you yeah. know we deal with it because you know it's important for the business. Yeah, exactly. We are right. the most important creators on Patreon. Right, that's right. So, so we suck it up and we let you guys in our week i'm glad thank you very much that means a lot to <laughs> i'm us. surprised at the actual the acoustics of this whole thing when you're out there we're not that loud which yeah. is surprising all of these are sound absorbing panels on yeah, the left it's and impressive. the right side yeah you guys are you guys got your shit down well it's set up to be a studio mm, that's good yeah, yeah. you do yeah, shows like i've seen you do yeah. podcasts and stuff oh yeah we, we do we do a monthly show from this room right yeah. it's about how long it'll take you to set it back up after kevin tore it all apart yesterday right. to put our steps in <laughs> hey kevin how you doing yeah. kevin go ahead and count us in kevin why don't you count us in Kevin, can we go to in count? We're in. That's not counting. That's just saying we're in. That's <laughs> he, not. Guys, he's just being efficient. Let's be honest. Why <laughs> waste the numbers? If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. This table does not take shit. It's not this table. We have an Ikea table at home that when you pound on, it like thunders. And this table is like thunder. not having that. No, I like yeah, that. I love that song. It's a great song. We're going to sing that later. Are we? Yeah. Because here's what always happens. One of, one of us always says a song. Yeah. And then like three days later or two hours later, sometime I'll hum it and then we start singing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thunderstruck. <laughs> Thunderstruck. <laughs> 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 
God damn it, ACDC. Let's get them. Let's get the guy who always wears a little schoolboy uniform on this show, huh? How about that? I don't know what you're talking about. If you like this show, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and get it early by tossing us a few bucks, and you'll also get an exclusive episode and a bunch of cool perks. But... If you have no money to toss our way, no big deal. Head to YouTube.com slash kindoffunny where we post it topic by topic, day by day, until the entire show posts for free on Fridays. On the YouTubes, on the MP3 services, everywhere. So subscribe wherever you can and rate us. Now, Jack, I know you're a big Game Over Greggy show fan. You listen to it all the time. I, every single one of them. You're, he, you, you, you've heard? I've been at all the live chats. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say. Live chats. Yeah, exactly. Our live chats are great for the Game Over Greggy show. Usually we, we dick around more in the beginning, but we already started dicking around talking about Patreon and everything else. I want to talk about you as topic number one, all right. which is heavily influenced by Patreon all right. and how that all comes together. So for everyone watching or listening, who the fuck are you and why are you here? Yeah. So, uh, my name is Jack Conti. I, uh, am half of a band called Pomplamoose. It's a indie rock band with my girlfriend, Natalie. People like that band a lot. We've been, some people, some people hate that band a lot. Well, that's just the internet. Interesting fact. We are kind of a polarizing band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, there's a topic. You want to do that one? (laughs) Oh boy. That's a great topic. Yeah. That's a good one. But no, let's keep. Let's stick with the topic. This time. we have okay, to talk about you first. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, I mean, the, the internet hating them is part of it. I don't know that's anymore. Part, no, that's that's part of it. Uh, two and a half, three, almost three years. Wow, three years ago, about three years ago now. Uh, got sick of getting two hundred dollar AdSense checks at the end of every month for millions of views on my YouTube channel. I was like, fuck this, and I called up my freshman year roommate, Sam Yam. I pitched him this idea of like you know what if fans are able to contribute a buck for everything that gets released or every month that creators are releasing stuff he built it out in three months by himself uh it was an amazing effort we launched then within a couple weeks uh, it was called patreon then a couple weeks um my patreon page was making like five thousand bucks a month and uh, i was making a you know couple music videos a month at the time and then we got venture capital and raised two million bucks and hired some more folks. And then we did another round of venture funding and raised 15 million bucks and hired more people and got this building and started building a company. And then we were 25 people suddenly working on Patreon. And now three years later, uh, we've, I guess we've raised in total now like 47 million bucks. We're a little over 50 people and we're plugging away and trying to make a really impactful, uh, important company that helps people like you guys and well, like me it. make a living yeah that's the thing you've done it i say it all the time on every time i give a panel or i come here and speak about it like you guys change our lives and we can never thank you enough for that god thanks man like at what point in your process did you go like oh wow this is becoming a much bigger thing than i thought <laughs> yeah i describe it as being like a slow fade in like there was never a moment where i was like okay and now patreon like that didn't happen it was like it was like this slow fade. Okay, now we're working on this. And now we need to hire these people. And now we need to like do this. And uh, and then suddenly I found myself doing less and less and the team doing more and more. But that just meant I had to do different types of things. Sure. And, uh, and it's kind of just scaled uh, be- beyond what I certainly expected or imagined and is far more complex and, and crazy than I could have ever imagined. But yeah, I, there was no moment. It was this slow fade in. Because for us, you know, when we get to hang out with you guys, it's always stark jumps. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's night and day. Where I'll never, you know, I was talking yeah. about the story of when we went to our, that VidCon, where on the way down, Tim's like, "We should look into this Patreon thing." When we get back, I was like, "Okay." And I came out of that thing, and we were signing autographs, and these kids ran up to us like, "Oh my, Greg Miller, holy shit!" And we, I, I was talking to them and took a photo with them, and then I looked down, and they were wearing Patreon shirts. Oh shit! And I'm like, "Oh, you guys know the Patreon guys?" And like, "Oh no, we are the Patreon. I'm Sam, and this." And I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" And we're like, "You guys know us?" You know what I mean? Like, and then we came here, and we came here, and it was like. What it was a, the week they moved in, the week after you guys yeah, moved the, in, you guys just the walls got in, were bare. You had absolutely nothing, but you had the bare essentials. You had yeah. a Wii U set up. Yeah, we played Mario Kart, <laughs> and that's yeah. really all that matters. Just the basics. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> but basics. then you jump ahead to you know we came back here then last year to do the GDC stream. Yep. And it was like wow, there's so many more people here, and this is crazy. And then this year you come here and there's dozens more people you've knocked out that wall and you yep. can go in there now and there's all these different offices and no, you know Cole isn't sitting over here at the balance beam we have anymore an LA working. office now do you really what? I didn't even know that folks now we just opened an LA office yeah. holy crap so yeah. why I mean, that's the thing is like what do all these people do so when it was just like you, you <laughs> five yeah, guys no, that was gonna be my that question too is you were like best I love that question because I has this like I look at YouTube and I'm like there's a fucking thousand engineers working YouTube what are they doing like, what are you guys doing um, and it's amazing it's a like for me one of the most uh, like impressive and amazing things about like being at this company on the inside is seeing what people do and like how much expertise and management and maintenance and problem solving and upkeep and effort goes into what some people think is a website. It's like right. oh you have a website like so you fix some bugs and what. But like the ingenuity and genius of product thinking and the engineers and the product folks here and the level that they go to to systematize and productize problems and solutions, it requires hundreds of thousands of man hours and woman hours and thinking <laughs> and care. And I, I mean, it's it, the amount of work is unfathomable. It's unfathomable. And I, I didn't ever appreciate it until I saw it from the inside. But I, I, I wish I could explain more, but it would literally take me hundreds of hours to explain <laughs> all of the things that need to be done to keep to keep payments going through every month to you guys. Yeah. And yeah. so when you hit up Sam that first time, like, hey, I would like to make more than $200. Yeah. I'm assuming you didn't think of any of those problems, those hurdles, right? No, no I had no idea. I had, I've been an artist for 10 years. <laughs> I had no idea like how to run teams or I'd never had a job before. This is my first job. Wow. Like your first office ever to come into? I have never had a job. I have never come into an office. I have never... Yes. This is the so what, at 13, you just pick up a guitar and you're like, I'm hitting the road, ma. Yeah. I mean, no, well, no, well, you hang did on, not. Hang on. No, 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 no. I went to college. Oh, okay. And then when I got out of college, I started a band and we started making money and that was it. What'd you go to college for? Music. Okay. So, so I was in line. You're using your degree. All right. Yeah. It's not like you went to get some, one of these biology degrees you no, never do anything with. No. no. Who do anything with biology? <laughs> exactly. They're very functional music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Guaranteed money. So, so oh, I'm sorry. The cool thing to me is that, you know, you still have your Patreon. Yeah. Account. Yeah. You work at Patreon. You yeah. own pitch. It's a yeah. whole. It's a whole thing. There's now 56 employees. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Do many people have Patreon accounts themselves? Uh, yes, a lot of them do. Um, uh, Cole, you guys know Cole. Mm -hmm. We do know run Cole. sales. Um, he uh, he actually has a web comic that he, no, he produces. Yes, he does. Why really? does he tell us? It's about hockey. So like, oh, if, oh, if you oh. don't, if you're not a hockey oh, fan, you wouldn't understand. But it's it's really funny, and he gets a great response from the community. Um, then uh, we have Christine has her own Patreon page. She has the most wonderful voice. Oh my fuck, she sounds just like <laughs> oh, it's like 
just the most melting singing ever and she's just wonderful she started a patreon page she's what? making a couple hundred bucks a month what's her patreon page um you heard christine too. uh yeah no 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 ch no oh, sorry yeah anyway, so she's one my girlfriend you know is the one of them K's. right right this one donaldson yeah that's her let's see what we got over yep. here she's also christine like donaldson. an amazing skier and has these gopro videos of her like shredding down like triple black diamonds and like it's really she's amazing. Anyway, she has a Patreon. Page. A lot. I mean, a lot of the folks here. I'd say half the team plays music. Um, one of our team events. This is "Sail Away." Let's listen by Christine Donaldson. There you go. You were right. All those sounds you made are exactly what this is. Yeah. She works here. <laughs> How lucky are we? It's Damn. Amazing. Damn, that's impressive. Yeah. Okay. 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 So my my question is, and I've always wondered this about about you guys since we kind of got involved, is, and I know you, you're a private company. I'm not asking you for any specifics or whatever, but like, <laughs> is the company on the you know because you had multiple rounds of funding and stuff, is the company on its way to being quite profitable and quite successful in the long term? Because like I've, I've asked myself in in the past, like how can you guys charge so little? Yeah. Like five <clears throat> percent plus credit card transactions takes yeah. about nine, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half percent. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you guys survive on that? Because I feel like you could you you were going to eventually need to charge more, but is that is that an improper kind of assumption, or are you guys like fine at this five percent level? It's fascinating yeah. to me. That's an amazing question, and uh, yes, enough, so I didn't understand right any of this before before coming here and talking with our investors and talking with other founders and teams about how to build companies and what investors are looking for in companies. Um, Investors don't invest in companies unless they think they're going to be multi-billion dollar companies. So um, the answer to your question is like, yes, investors expect, our investors expect Patreon to be a multi-billion dollar company. Um, that's what they want. That's what we're all fighting for. Um, the the weird thing, and this is, this is God, I'll never be able to convey this to people or, or to you guys. I came into this from the point of view of an artist only looking at tech press and news as an artist, I came into this having so much skepticism around, around venture capital Mm, and around mm. corporate infrastructure and that whole system. And, and my, I, my eyes have been opened. Like our investors, the people who put money into Patreon, yes, they want it to be a multi-billion dollar company, but they care about impact. Like they want to do it the right way. Like our, our lead investor who invests in our series A, if you walk into his house, there's commissions from artists all around the world, sculpture, photography, painting, like he's on the board of SF MoMA. This guy cares about putting art in the world. That's really what he wants. And the best way to do that is to become a big ass, profitable, amazing company because like economic incentives, really nothing trumps economic incentives. Um, that's like a really great way to make lots of impact is when you align mission with dollars um and like a lot of what we try to do here is do that like align mission with with value and uh so so yes like we're on our way we have a shit ton of work to do it is hard especially when our margin is so low it's hard to like become a profitable entity but um we we have to and and we're on our way i mean we're growing really fucking fast we're signing up a ton of creators um we're signing up a ton of patrons we're sending more and more money every month to creators um we have to be if we're going to be on that trajectory it just takes a lot of work to constantly find new categories and verticals to break into right to constantly up the product to make sure that we're serving creators and then in the ways that we need to if you look at youtube in 2006 
and you look at YouTube today, the product is, a, it's a different product. Exactly. It's like different. a different yeah. thing. I mean, you guys remember what YouTube oh, yeah. looked like in 2006. That feeling that you have is what it should feel like to go on Patreon when, when we're in 2025. In 2025, when you look back at Patreon today, you should go, oh shit, how did we make that work? <laughs> that's what you should feel like. And that's what we're doing over the next 10 years. How many creators do you have now that are getting paid every month? Uh, so we don't release that. Uh, we don't release that. What I can tell you um, is that the last time, I think the last number that we released was over 18,000. Holy shit. Over 18,000 creators making money in over 100 countries. We send money to over 100 countries around the world. Um, we have some creators making like half a million bucks a year or more. Um, so like there's, there's people who are like you guys building companies now mm -hmm. and the financing mechanism is patronage. That's I'm so fucking excited about that. <laughs> so financing. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, we like it. We like yeah. it. <laughs> it's just, it, it gets me out of fucking bed in the morning to know that people are financing small business media companies through patronage. Like, I just think that's awesome. So that gets you out of bed now. I mean, was that, when did you notice the transition of it wasn't music anymore? It wasn't, you know, your band, not that you've given up on music or anything yeah. like that, but I mean, clearly the way you talk about this, this is a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. It's full-time. Um, it has not been full-time for the last three years. Uh, so the official switch for me was about two months ago oh, when wow. I started taking a salary as, as an employee at Patreon. I was not, until then, I wasn't taking a salary as like as a person who worked here i was just making my living using the product through my own videos that's um, awesome yeah and it was great because my own ass was on the line like if we paid creators late i fucking get paid late <laughs> like if the product breaks and you can't get new pledges my product breaks and i can't get new pledges sure if our email system breaks my emails break like it was important and i think helpful now there are creators way more successful like you guys than me we don't need to prove that the product works anymore you guys are proving that the product works we don't need it's just it's not as useful for me to be spending time as a creator on patreon it is still useful and so i still am a creator on patreon but um but the official switch i think came when we actually flicked on the the salary switch for me because I just stopped. I stopped making videos six, seven months ago, and I, I don't have that income anymore. And sure. I, I'm trying to live in San Francisco. I, I not have, easy. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> yeah. So is that something hard for you? I mean, as a guy who you know, the music's been your whole life. You haven't had a job. Yeah, it's it's the it's the hardest thing. It's so hard. Yeah. Like coping with change in identity and shit. sorry, this is like getting kind of deep. I don't know. That's what, what the show is. does sometimes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah big time. Um, yeah, like. Fucking, I've always identified as an artist. Like I spent my twenties saying like, "Fuck the man," and like, "I'll and I'll I'll never." Like I I noticed that people when they hit thirty they transition from being an artist to helping other artists be artists, mm. and I swore that I would never become that person. And now here I am, not making music videos, helping artists be <laughs> artists. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to stop forever. No, right? I mean and, that's the thing. Like you've right. passion is passion, and if that can translate over to something else, then let it. Right? Yeah. Why not? Gotta, gotta, sometimes you have to go with the flow as far as that's concerned. So that's the thing is when I look at my life now and what I want and like when I was going back to my studio to make music videos, I'd be in my studio and my brain would be at the office here. Mm. I'd be at the studio and my heart would be hanging with the team, thinking about how to be a better manager, thinking about recruiting people. And I couldn't, I couldn't fucking write songs anymore. It felt too, it, I felt like I was of more used to the world elsewhere and I was here. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because, you know, as an, it, when, I imagine when you make music, I've never been very musically inclined, aside from uh, 
like eight years of marching band. What up? Um, he was the drum major. I was the drum major for three years. Co-drum major for the first year, then drum major proper for two years. What, is it, what does that mean, drum major? Get drum up and ma- show us some of the moves. Mm. It's, not the, it's not the bell person. <laughs> Kevin thinks I'm the triangle player. There is a triangle player, but not in a marching band. Uh, some marching bands might have triangle, but I don't think so. Um, no, the drum major is just the conductor of the band. <laughs> They just, I don't know why they call him the drum major. That's badass. Yeah, it was fun. It's a leadership role uh, for which I was ill-suited. But I think the point was, if your goal is to create art to sort of evoke emotion or change the world, then what better way to do that than what you're doing right now? You are literally changing the world. There, there he that is. Me that's, drum major. that's him as the drum major. You are a good-looking drum major. That's, I just want to point that out. Whenever I say I'm losing my hair, that look at what it used to look like. That's Widow's Peak. Kevin probably should insert it there. Yeah. It was beautiful. You Kevin got a nice W the there. Thank it's you. An upside down w. Thank you. You yeah. look like uh, Eddie Munster. Yeah. Back yep. in the day, if you remember the Munsters. Beautiful. Um, but no, but I mean, literally, like there are very few products that I can think of. I mean, there's a lot of. We obviously we live in the tech hub of the world right now, and there's a lot of products out there that you know make a lot of money, but I don't really know what the fuck they do. Yeah. And I really don't know. Let's be honest. If any of them are going to be around five five months from now, let alone five years from now, but I can honestly say that whatever whatever form Patreon will take will still be around to fund artists probably. I have to imagine for a really long time in, in some way, just like YouTube, because it is a groundbreaking piece of technology. It is something that really, really can move the needle for lack of a better real person term. <laughs> Thanks man. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty awesome. It's been awesome. Like Greg said to sort of mirror that sentiment. Like when I came here at first, you know, you guys are still pay- hanging pictures and now there's so many people here doing so many cool things and everyone seems happy. That's the weird thing to me. Exactly. That's what I want to know. Like, what are you feeding them to keep them happy? Because Kevin is miserable. Yeah. And he's, he only had one person where you us, and he hates us. No, that's what I always talk about with the story, especially people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm finally met with some of the Patreon guys. I'm like, what do you think? I'm like, they're all really nice. I'm like, I know, right? Like, I thought when we first met him, I was always, when we were here getting walked around with Tyler, I was like, when's the other shoe going to drop? When are you guys going to be slimy and want to take all the money and do this? And it never happened. And even you, I was like, well, you're in charge. I'm sure you're a douchebag and you're awesome too. And I'm like, God damn it. Everyone <laughs> here is fantastic and amazing. And they're all cool and hip and you get your food brought in. And everybody's like, oh, how can I help you? Here's my cell phone. I'm like, you're in charge of this division. Why are you asking me to text you on Sundays? Yeah, it's, you, you have a great staff outrageous. for sure. You do. The, the one thing that I respect that about Patreon so much, because I, I remember when we were talking about leaving, IGN so in 2014 or whatever in summer we really started to marinate on like can we leave and how would it look and what would we do and I remember we, we kicked around the idea of like a Kickstarter or like one of these kind of more traditional crowdfunding things which I was super uncomfortable with I don't believe in Kickstarter because it's like it, there's no accountability there's no um, it's like a lump sum payment people run away with this money you don't reach expectations people are disappointed what I love about Patreon is it's basically we just treat it like a subscription and if you don't like the podcast or you don't like what you're getting you can get out and that makes me feel good because I'm yeah. like well you're not disappointed you didn't wait a year or 18 months or two years for us to deliver on yeah. something that you weren't disappointed and you knew right away it wasn't for you and I love that cycle so it's a shorter feedback cycle yeah it's per- yeah. it's perfect and what we found is that you know we were nervous I mean but we're we're well beyond our, our metric for even high success. I mean, Patreon has allowed us to do, you know, I assume we're one of the biggest creators on Patreon. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, I, like, I just say we are. The, you are. By far, and no, uh, no one's ever going to stop us. I was saying, <laughs> I, I was saying in interviews without us, Patreon would fold. Yeah, yeah. Like, There's no way they would keep going. We're the with 1%. The, with the $3,000 they make a month Patreon. off of us. Jokes, uh, jokes aside on that, though, like, have you seen, because of us, I think the education process is the most important thing about Patreon and understanding the difference between something like Kickstarter mm-hmm. and Patreon and just what is Patreon and is it safe and this and that. Like, I feel like the more creators doing stuff the more people know about it and it kind of just like goes from there have you seen have we done anything to educate the people that you've seen kind of grow patreon yeah so actually we did a study the other day um pages like yours 
drive lots of other creators to sign up for Patreon. Mm, interesting. Um, in fact, if you look at how Patreon grows, Patreon grows because creators launch. And then a creator launches and a certain percentage of their fans are creators themselves. Gotcha. They see that launch. They land on a page that says $25,000 per month and they go, holy shit, I could do that. And then they launch and then that causes more creators to right. launch and you get that kind of network effect, right? Yeah. That, that virality of creators launching causes more creators to launch. So yes, like the way you guys do the show and stream to fans, like I guarantee you there are creators in the audience right now watching the show, hearing about Patreon and you guys making 25,000 bucks a month going, fuck, I should, I should do that. And I, even if it's only 2,000 bucks a month, that would allow me to work 10 hours less right. at Starbucks or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then, and then that's that cycle that just propagates. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, even from us, we've seen that like with Greg's girlfriend, Steimer and with my friend Alfredo, like both of them have launched Patreons that are super successful. Like they're just allowing them to just keep doing what they're doing and all yeah. that stuff. And it's cool. Like it's cool that then now our audience understands that. So when they launch it, it's just like, oh, Patreon I already have one. And I love seeing whenever we click on uh, when we do our like thank you videos or whatever, yeah. you click on the users and it's like also a patron of and then it's comedy button and Christine. Yeah. And Alfredo. Alfredo. Yeah. It's like so, such a tight knit thing. Now, actually, when a creator launches on Patreon, the community is big enough now on Patreon. When a creator launches 40 percent of their patrons that become patrons of them are already patrons on Patreon. Yeah, that's like, cool. You, you almost really double cool. your patronage by coming to Patreon and having people like who are who already have accounts and are already patrons of other creators well, become patrons of you. That's the, you know, I think the the biggest barrier to entry, right, is like, oh, I'd have to sign up for this other service and da-da-da. So once yeah, you're yeah. signed up, it becomes so easy to yeah. actually shop around or like, I, I, you know, I'll go in and I'll search for stuff, right? There was a comic artist I was following for a while that totally just ran into her art like searching for comic artists. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I'll, I'll be here. I'll, I'll back you for this. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. I find new creators that I didn't know, like we're on Patreon or some creator who I'll every once in a while I'll click through on my home feed recommended creators and see some new creator that I just make something that's just fucking beautiful, like some crazy portrayal of a hippopotamus nightmare. I don't know. I've seen there's some crazy Fantasia. artwork on. Yeah. yeah, like just weird, dark fantasy art. There's a lot, a lot of it's hanging of in your bathroom. Actually, it's because we reach out to those creators when we see their stuff and we like them. We say, hey. Can we commission a, a you know a, a piece yeah. from you and to for the walls here, and uh, and they're super excited about that, and so yeah. we get this awesome artwork. Well, that's what I've always loved about this place. When you come here, it, you know the the site and the business is built on being a community. And when you come here, you know you guys asked us early on if we could contribute something for the walls, and we brought in you know the Panda Musk poster that we sell, the so Ghostbusters amazing. two one, oh, and that's up. But I mean, you walk around and you see everyone's art, and then you have the whole picture wallpaper where people we've signed. We still need to fill in our thing we'll do that tomorrow right and but there's all these things up of like oh jared leto was here and i saw max and brian were here yeah. one day and this that and the other and there's a babs photo or a drawing from last year on yeah. our stream or whatever it's like this is rad you feel like it's a business that isn't so much a business as it is a community in a weird way yeah um man it's so funny i i was just at this great conference and they the the people at this conference were so good at like everyone knew your name. They sat you next to, there's arranged seating every night. They sat you next to people that you would learn from. Mm. Like I sat next to this awesome guy who was running this um, media conglomerate out of Brazil and he was like working on licensing and all these things that I would probably have to know about like five years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I learned so much, but like that was deliberate, right? This this organization that runs the conference, um, they they their 
product, if you will, is like relationships, is like cre- is community, really. Sure. It's community. And, and it's almost like what they get out of that is incidental. It's like the relationships lead to transactions. It's not like transactions lead to relationships. Um, and, and thinking of it like that just kind of changes everything. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, we say here at Patreon, like we are a creator first company. That's what we do. We, we help creators. Mm-hmm. Um, and like every metric that we have that we optimize around is geared toward creators. So we don't track our revenue. We track money sent to creators and we set up a business model where those things are proportional. So the more money we send to creators, the more money Patreon makes. But it means that everyone in the company and all of our investors and us, we can just focus on sending more money to creators. That's pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. That's nuts. I'm a big fan. Now, my one thing before we jump to your real topic, because we're talking about you and it's been Patreon heavy. Yeah. Were you always, when you were out and making this music on your own, being a rock star and stuff, were you always with the girlfriend? Was it always the band? Or was it, or were you ever on your own? Because it seems like if you're supposed to be a rock star, you're supposed to be single and have crazy ass stories. But if you're oh. always tied to this girlfriend. Oh, okay. So I, then in that sense, I've never been a rock star. Oh. Now, I, I've had, so Natalie and I have been dating for 10 years. We just got engaged a couple months hey! ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, a, I'm one of those, we, I don't know, I, uh, I'm like not I'm definitely not a rock star like I prefer to be alone I hate parties I never went to parties in college Have you I don't Colin? like drinking you talk to Colin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I just I I'd rather I'd rather be at home by myself that's I think awesome. I should just wear that t-shirt like every day <laughs> no but it's good that's a good way to be I just yeah it's just interesting because yeah. you know what I mean you're one of these guys you're in it for the music yeah I mean that's the, I, I I whatever I know it's fucking cliche you're or in a safe say, place but, don't, but worry, I don't worry I, 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 it's, I love music I love harmony and chords I nerd out on audio engineering and filters and EQ and compression I'll spend I remember when I was learning how to make electronic music I've read manuals I spent 12 hours a day in my studio by myself for two years like reading manuals on Native Instruments Massive figuring out how to make talking bass sounds like I just fucking love it that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah don't be ashamed of that. <laughs> yeah. No one's gonna be mean about that. Yeah. Well, that's cool about Patreon too. Is your shit could be weird. It doesn't need to be beautiful art or anything. Yeah, like, you could do anything you want and get paid. I don't know. Is there actually? Is there any like things you can't do? There are a couple things you Snuff can't films. do. Yeah, what can't you do? <laughs> you cannot do. Uh, you can't do sexual favors. Oh, okay. You that, can't get paid for sexual favors. Great, we but can you get paid? Can you do, can you do porn? Our like five hundred dollar tier. Yeah, we gotta get that off. Sorry. Uh, no, there's no way. porn. No porn. But we are we're a fucking arts company. Like yeah. we have to have a liberal set of community guidelines. You gotta be able to have nudity in your art. Like some mm-hmm. of the greatest art in the world is naked bodies. Like okay. we're not gonna say that's not okay. But no porn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. and there's we, a line. There has to be a line. We have a twenty page document that details what exactly that line means. But yeah. yeah if you ever need someone to step in and look at something to let you know whether or not it's porn, <laughs> I will gladly lend my talents for that. Quick, I feel like I have a pretty good base of knowledge for Quick that Quick story about that because oh <laughs> I just have to. Yes, please. So there are teams at companies that do this. They, they enforce community guidelines. And sometimes the teams are called porn police. Sometimes the teams are called other things. Oh, whatever Nick. it is. Writing okay. that down. I'm writing now, it down. Hang there on has a to second. be a porn police something. <laughs> That's a life. shirt. That's a great <laughs> shirt. Hang on a second. This. So some of the shit, I bet, you know, it sounds fun. Some of the shit is so dark that it changes those people's lives forever. Really? Like the shit that is on the corners of the dark internet can get so 
personally exhaustive and and demoralizing and help you makes you lose your faith in humans that like it changes these people's lives the guy who helped us sculpt this document that's 20 pages um helped facebook set up their community trust and safety policies blah 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 as a fucking world expert built the teams they take down two million pages a week on facebook he taught a machine how to recognize child pornography and, and like algorithmically just like dark shit uh he fucking has to see like a therapist like regularly because it's just it's so like terrifying the month the two months that it took us to build this document of what you cannot do on patreon was like some of the darkest two months of my life man you made porn police not fun <laughs> I know. it was no, no, no. still fun the way i'm thinking yeah about it. i mean it could be cool <laughs> like the way i'm thinking about it is the opposite where they actually are on porn shoes and if you're not doing it right they're like stop <laughs> Let me show you oh, the right no, way to use that baton. I'm sorry, officer. <laughs> they dance like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figured as much that's what's happening. I, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Jack. Yes, sir. What's your topic? My topic is, would you rather... I love this topic. I'm so glad we're about to do this. This says so much about a person, too. Mm, sure. How you answer. Mm, mm. Would you rather be able to fly or be able to teleport? Teleport. Oh, see. Okay. I have so many see, questions. I have yeah. So many okay. Questions. Now, I don't need, I don't hang on. If you crazy. ask questions, I've, th- I've, I've, I have so many answers because okay. I've, right. I've thought about this deeply. So ask away. So for flight. Yes. How fast can I fly? You can fly a little bit, like twice as fast as you can run, but it's just as fucking hard as running. So the oh, faster you shit. fly, by the time you get there, you're sweating yeah, and your your yeah, clothes are wet yeah. and you're kind of sticky afterwards and you're mm. out of breath. So what's the con to teleporting? Teleporting you feels like an electric shock. It's like this shit oh. times 10. So you teleport and it's like, ah, ah, and it's like it hurts for a few seconds afterwards. <laughs> Couple question marks. And you can only yeah, teleport right? and you can only teleport like 30 times in a 24 hour period. Oh, dude, you're making teleport suck. What? 30 what times? Wait, wait, 30 times? That- 30 times is more than enough to get anywhere. I'm sure there's a bunch of other. Yeah, so now do I have to? Can I? Is it like Nightcrawler? I got to see where I'm going. No, you don't have to see where you're going. All right. So oh, from your house, okay. I can teleport from my house to your house. That's from you your just house. put up two. That's just that's a one tele. That's one teleport. Okay, fine. From my house to your house. Yeah. Then from your house to Starbucks. Yeah. And then back, and then to Gia. Back to again Gia. to Starbucks to Gia. Right. No, not yet. You're not gonna hit thirty times in a twenty-four hour period. And then back. Yeah. And then then I can go. Yeah, I can go all the way. Can I? Can I go? Can I go cray for a second? Sure. Please do. You could teleport from here to the surface of Mars for four seconds and then teleport back. So I. I'm Colin, not gonna, you wait, just got Colin. Colin's in. <laughs> wait, so but, unless you had a spacesuit, in which case you could teleport there and then you can teleport there and hang out. Had. But if, without a spacesuit, you'd be like, <laughs> I would, okay, so boom, and then you go back. You may have just sold me because I would love to fuck with the astronauts that are that are uh, monitoring the Curiosity <laughs> rover. Just like run in front of it real quick. <laughs> You know, and then write Wait. messages like, or like, 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 do port like giant portraits of Mickey Mouse just yeah. in the rock face that you know just kind of looks like him. Like the is porn that police are watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> porn police just pee, oh, pee, pee, defiling pee, pee, pee. Mars' surface. Dude, teleport is like so obviously the answer. No, I see, I disagree. Fl- who would pick flying? I pick flying. Well, my, I'm, I'm, you're, so, you're flying so slowly. My question about flying yep. is: Do I? And I'm still the same strength, right? Okay. So I can't carry people. Uh, can I carry so, people when I teleport? Okay, so you can carry somebody, but it feels like giving them a piggyback ride. Even if I'm carrying them like this? Uh, yeah, if you're carrying like this, it's about as hard as giving... So you, you okay. can fly okay. a little bit, but then at some point, unless you're in really good shape, you gotta fly down. So you can't Flying fly... sucks! I feel like I approach this from the uh, the economic standpoint of trying to get cheaper flights. 
for myself and my wife because everywhere uh-huh. I go, she tends to follow. Yeah. Um, or rather, everywhere she goes, I tend to follow because she likes to travel a lot. Yeah. Those flights get expensive to yep. Europe or to South, you know, to Asia. Um, so there's no way I, I'm physically capable of carrying her there mm, on my mm, back or without stopping you, multiple times in the ocean, which would probably lead to our death. Right. So teleporting is probably the way to go but for I, me. And I carry people when I teleport. Okay. There's no de- detriment to them or me. So so when you teleport, uh, if you're touching somebody, they can come with you. Okay. Yeah. That's Do they get a shock to they you? They get a big ass shock. Great. A big that's ass fine. shock. Yeah, yeah. shock. Sign me up. This this you need give me some more cons of the teleporting. So here's my question for you about the teleport. This is my yeah. big con for the uh-huh. teleporting. Are we dealing with the concept of like moving molecules at all, or is this like a bend in, in space time? So no, you don't have to worry about consciousness. It's still you. Okay. It's still it's it's a hundred percent. You still have all your memories. It's not a duplicate person. Blah blah blah. It's not like the Philadelphia experiment. No, no, it's not. It's not the. It's not a thought experiment. It's mm. actually you. I might go flying. How? And here's why: because I would love doing it. Yeah. It would be so That's much right. fun. That's and it. And if it's you a physical exercise, running? I'd be jacked. Yeah. But. That's right. That's no, it. No, I don't like running, and here's why: because everyone else can do that. Yeah. It's so that's much. That's not it's why so you hard. don't love running. That's really hard. You'd get but in if such I could good fly, shape. Yeah. And think of how famous you'd get think if you of could how fly. Stupid, <laughs> you would look flying. Like, just think about that, Nick. Like, I haven't seen you run, but I can't imagine it's great. Now, real quick, I run like a daft gorilla. He doesn't have to run. If I'm, re- if I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jack. Yep. It's. It'd physical be physical exertion. You it'd can be, walk. It'd be akin to walking. If I'm flying and I'm just casually flying, you, I'm casually walking. You can casually Magneto. fly for 40 minutes going 10 miles an hour over the city and you're not even damp. Yeah. Mm. See? You're damp. If you're one of us. It's you're sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Sure. Very unsure. Hey, no, I don't know. I just don't like to me because like you can take the, tel- the, the, the teleportation. Like I could put on a spacesuit, go to anywhere I want. I mean, like, I, I don't like, uh, to me, it's like, I, that sounds cool to me. I can grab Greg, go to Mars for those four seconds, smile at him, let go, and then teleport away. And Greg's oh, blood is boiling on the surface of Mars, and he's done. That's right. You know, you like, I can, that. there's clever ways There's clever ways to kill people with teleportation as well. I'm not saying yeah. I would do and that. And hide you the body, go too, to space. which is you a big go problem. You in space, let, yeah. leave him, and just and be gone. Right. And just, you, could, you could actually go out there. And create like names with dead bodies in space. Now let me to. now let me get philosophical though, because this seems to me to be about if you're about the destination or the journey. That's right. This seems to be a more of a philosophical, existential, thorough type question. That's the that's the beauty that of right? this. That's the beauty yeah. of this that's, question. So that's that to me. There's a there's a deeper layer to this for sure. Yeah, right. but one of the answers is teleportation, guys. <laughs> so so. The only the only reason I say no to teleportation, and it's not because I'm trying to be deeply uh, deep in any way, shape, or form. Because why start now? Is just because I would probably quickly start to abuse that with no repercussions. I would start teleporting to the bathroom and back. I would probably have my muscles atrophy because I would stop using my legs. Hang on a second. Not, every time you stuff. do that, every time you you can only do it thirty times in a day, sure. and every time you do it, it hurts like balls. Yeah, but so does getting up. I'm 36. <laughs> My back doesn't feel like it used to. Okay, wait. Let's let's put let's put let's put a a concrete example of the feeling on this. Uh-oh. It feels like um what does it feel like? Okay, Getting hit in the balls? No, no lasting consequence. Can I play that game and see if it feels like no, that? No, I, I don't want to play that game. Now. <laughs> uh, it feels like um it feels like okay, imagine imagine you Imagine you stand like this. Right. Okay. Oh, no. You stand like this. Kind of like And somebody stands in front of you with their foot oh. and they 
right, you right yeah, in the balls. Right in the right balls. In the balls. <laughs> Every guy knows that feeling. Okay, now, unlike getting kicked in the balls... You're actually kind of uh, sweet in the pot for me on this one. Oh, Jesus, God. It Nick. doesn't have... It, it, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, don't... Just Fuck. because you don't like the sensation of a beautiful woman kicking you in the balls for payment... Doesn't mean that. <laughs> Where are Other the porn police? Yeah. <laughs> Who do I use? What is the number I call? Hey, you're not right, doing well, let it right. finish. So it's like Sorry. this feel. It's like this feeling with it's, 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 it's that all bad. Over the it's, bu- it's painful. It's really painful. Um, uh, and but it doesn't. The only difference is it like unlike getting kicked in the balls, you don't get swelling and it and then it hurts oh, for sure, like sure, two sure. weeks. It's like it hurts and then it's done. And it doesn't have lasting physical damaging consequences to your body. It just hurts. See, I feel like you're selling it again for Colin because going back to his earlier example, the, he would take Greg, leave him on the planet and before, and Greg, you're, you're sweetening the deal with the kick to the balls before that even happens. <laughs> so you kick Greg in the balls, leave him on Mars, he dies and you're what, laughing what? as he's like, that's not how it works. I There's big pain for the person you take with you. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, them yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I that's get, even funny. Because well, you're like, not only are you gonna die, but I'm also kicking you in the balls. Gotcha. <laughs> because I can take Greg. We can both wear spacesuits. Yeah. I, we can teleport to Mars. I can because uh, you know we'll be, have to hear, hear each other talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, While you murder me, <laughs> and and I can say like I'm tired of hearing about trending gamer 2015, and I just twist like his arm piece and pull it off, and the vacuum it goes in there, and then I teleport away. You know what I mean? So like at least there's like some talking, there's some conversation mm-hmm. before I, I, I you know before everything goes down or whatever. But I don't think I would use it for bad things. I would use it for good things. Well, see, Colin, for instance, if Greg needed to go home to Illinois because there was some emergency or he wanted to go see his family or something like that, I'll just be like, all right, I'll take it. It's going to hurt. And then I'll put my arm on him. Sure. And, and I feel like the parameters are too loose. Me like too. to me, it's like teleportation like 10 times a year and it hurts like you're getting shot. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Like then I would think like, okay, like, or it does the it. thing where it does the thing with, with every, cause every time teleportation is, is done in the mainstream media, it, it, it has a severe consequence. Like it takes years off your life or something like that. Right. Well, well read about, or like your brain starts bleeding and there's always the blood oh, coming the blood, out of your yeah. nose. And you're like, People what should did read I do? And the more you use that power, the worse it gets for you. Or People something should like read that. about the, uh, the Philadelphia experiment, the experiments that were, the United States military apparently did during world war two about teleporting ships from Norfolk to Philadelphia. It almost didn't, certainly didn't happen, but the stories around it are totally fucked up. Like they would like bend, they, apparently like they would bend like magnetic fields to like get ships from like Norfolk to, to Philadelphia instantaneously. But like the sailors on board would be like fused to the ship and like all sorts of weird shit would happen. They'd be insane. And so it was like really fascinating stories about it. Not that it necessarily happened. It's a, it's probably a myth, but what interests me, me that. about your whole thing, Colin, the Mars thing, because yeah. obviously that's the first thing you do. Oh my God, I go to Mars. Like you need a space suit. Yeah. Now, I go to get NASA. the spacesuit, you teleport to NASA, you, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I enjoy about this, is the idea of Colin planning a heist, a teleportation no, heist. No, you're getting, yeah. you're getting, it's way too complicated. You I don't go to just NASA, sell them at the gift shop. No, 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 I go to NASA and be like, I have the gift of teleportation. You don't have to worry about this billions and billions and tens and hundreds of billions of dollars it's going to take to send anyone anywhere. Where do you want me to go? Give me the materials I need, and then I'll go there and I'll get everything you need. Want yeah. me to go to Pluto and Sharon and look at, you know... And we can set a telescope up there to look at the Oort cloud and look at the Kuiper belt and all that kind of stuff. Like we yeah, can get crazy. You can literally just hold on to it and be like, okay. And then I mean, and that I can hold hands with it because yeah. how would you know what point in space? Like how would you orient yourself in space? It's not, not even hard. that. He's getting so that's such bullshit. This is just such bullshit for you because the guy would go, oh great, and he would pick up the phone and be like, yeah, I need security detail, right? <laughs> no, I'm coming with Trank Earth to pop you down. What if I could be like, I'll prove it. And they're just yeah, they're sh- terrified of your power and ability to warp anywhere, and they take you, they so take you down give you like a an cool alien. Space suit with you're your the name guy. Embroidered. You and won't get all- fingerprinted to go to the TSA, but you're gonna go immediately to the government. And be like, hey, everybody, I can go anywhere and it's do true. anything. It's don't true. A- well, don't ask where my roommate went. He's just gone for we, some I reason. Just, they can have great experts, like a great you know some geologists and and all this kind of stuff. We can all hold hands and go to these planets together, and and, and then they can explore, and we don't have to. 
you know, it's caught the thrust to get a, a ship off of, uh, you know, 10,000, what is it, like $10,000 a pound to get something in the low Earth orbit? Yeah, like I mean, you can, could literally just, you could ferry cargo back and forth and build environments on all these planets. We could colonize like that. Be amazing. I'm just saying, it's like, cool. you know, this is this has you great can, ramifications for the good of humanity. Sure. After you murder the people you don't like by right, dropping exactly. them. Well, I like you a lot, actually. It's just, I just feel like it would be a funny little gag we can do. <laughs> I just, not, not an, just do it occasionally without him knowing. He never knows when it's going to come. I just wake up like I'm in bed and I just hear him pop it. What a Damn it, Colin. I start going over, over. That's terrifying. But I do I like the philosophy behind the question. Yeah, it gets way yeah. deeper when you think about, you know, are you about the destination or are you about the journey? Because a lot of people, we talk about that with movies we don't like or games we don't like. But man, that ending sucked, but it was fun doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fun playing it or fun mm-hmm. watching and experiencing. Maybe the payoff wasn't what you wanted yeah, it to Lincoln be. Park made a song about this. Oh. Crawling in not that one. my skin. Yeah. One step closer. <laughs> not, not, not that one either. Paper cut. Nope. Don't stay. Don't, too much yeah, pressure don't. to take. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the same can be said for teleportation, though, here, though. Like, it, it, it would be about the, the, the journey as well, because think of how few people get to actually travel the world and see other parts of the world. So imagine if you just teleported to France and then spent a week just walking around the streets of France, you know? I think that I think yeah, I might be changing that's, my tune yeah, that's on the whole not teleportation. That, now I, that's the thing is you can no, see the world literally. You, you can visit every country, every every place that would be cool. Yeah, you guys so do. cool. Yeah, no, you sa- and you'd save so much time. Much. The worst part anywhere is going somewhere. It takes forever to get there. Because that's the thing, when I start... Thi- I just thought of like the, just the magic ramifications of it, but also flight. Like, think of how cool you could be as a magician in Vegas if you could fly. The magic like, ramifications. All you have to do is... You could, <laughs> every show could just be like this, just lights, 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 and then you levitate over the audience and like sit down and eat someone's popcorn, and they're like... Magnifico. And they all run out of the theater because they're horrified because <laughs> you're a mutant. Next yeah. door, you got a guy teleporting all around the room, though. He's just taking, disappearing. Taking people to he's like, he's like, for my next trick, I'm going to bring out Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Neil Armstrong, like, where the fuck <laughs> am I? I am the greatest musician. That's true. <laughs> fuck you, right. I need one volunteer with me to go to the Oval Office. <laughs> the guy's like, I just went to the Oval Office. I love that. I felt like I kicked in the balls. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's... I was doubled over in pain, but I was in the Oval Office. <laughs> That's true. Okay. You win. I think. I, I mean, teleportation's the winner. I think. Yeah, yeah I think. Because like, I'm still in the flying camp. I'm still in the see, flying camp. Because no, here's the one reason to be a to to be in the air with the wind on your face, going over the city. Gosh, I dream about that. Okay, yeah. but now think of this though. Now this is gonna hurt you a lot. You're gonna feel like you're getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> but you just teleport from the air to the air and just keep doing it. And then just fall. I know, but yeah, you can only do like 30 you, times. I was gonna you say, you miscalculate like and all of a sudden the, the 30th line, you're just falling to your death. Flying uh, squirrel suit. Yep. Well, uh, and you glide up, See? and you glide up, Fuck. and you glide. Teleporting for sure. You can glide. Every time it's like getting kicked in the balls, dude, you'd be so miserable. You'd, you'd, be, you'd be go up in the air with your squirrel suit. You'd be flying down to earth going, like for like every single time. It's I, true. Ball kicking is not a joke. It's the worst. Are you guys serious? It's like ball kicking doesn't even matter to you. Well, I mean, not when I can go to Mars. But here's but here's the but here's the thing. See, the teleportation thing would be interesting in two different ways. If one, the pain got worse every time you used it. Mm-hmm. Forever. Or, yeah, forever. I feel like, like it got worse and worse and worse. Or number two, there was a 0.1 percent chance it would kill you. Every time you use it. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. So like like from the beginning, like the first time you use it, it can kill you. The thousandth time you use it, it can kill you. 
So Wouldn't after a thousand teleports, you'd probably die. Well, maybe you reach that point and you're just mathematically like you're inclined to not, you know, you'll eventually you'll reach it. So where? But you? yeah, but like then you get scared. Or like it's such an infinitesimal thing where like you use it and then you like every time you use it, you're like you go a few years and you're like, it hasn't happened yet. Should I stop? You know, like, yeah, man, see, th that's, that's when it gets interesting. psychological like yeah. turmoil. But I feel yeah. like there's things we do now that there is a percentage chance we'll die, but we do them anyway. Shark jumping. I don't like driving, driving with Kevin. Um, driving. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you like, will. You are likely to die when you get in your car. <laughs> so I wonder what the percentage chances on that. It's true. But I, I'm, I, I say teleporting and it, it breaks my heart because I think flying is a more pleasant experience. Have your cup of Joe and you're up and yeah, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I'm susceptible to cold, right? So I have to bundle oh, yeah. up. Everything. That's, see, that's that sucks. Just like running. You're exerting physical. Shit. Tim, yeah, I'm Tim. walking. I walk every day. Yeah, I walk that, hours a day. Pleasant about that. Yes, Different there is heart. wind no. in your hair. No. Yeah, but this time I you're up above. There's no one else too, there. Because this, like... this goes to my main thing. I, every Comic Con, I think about it when I'm stuck in this line and I'm all slammed up against people like this. I'm just like, man, it'd be fucking awesome to fly right now. Yeah. <laughs> and not like go anything crazy, but just and go to wherever I need and to go, go around, yeah. whatever. Or you just teleport. To where you no, you no, no, and don't get me wrong. I'm saying I'm in the teleport camp. I'm just saying that's when I think of flying. I think of flying as I don't think of flying as the full on sprint that we're talking about where you sweat and you're doing the whole thing like Mark Grayson and Invincible. Of course. No, it's like walking. Yeah, exactly. I think about popping up. Just doop, doop, doop. Oh, God, bring your camera up there. You don't need to buy a Phantom 4. You're just fucking. Yeah, just, no, I don't need any drones. No drones. Get down there. Yeah. Also, you can hum the theme from the mid 90s X Men. Pretend like you're Magneto. Yeah. For me, it literally just comes down to the pleasure of flying. The 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 fantasy of being able to fly. Sure. It's a fantasy I've had my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Other and the thing with flying is I think that it's also too hard to get away. Because I do think the government's coming after us regardless of the power we pick. Yeah, that's right. And so flying, then I'm going to get winded. <laughs> yeah. And then just <laughs> down to earth. And they're like, right, there's, like, there's waiting there with big nets. They're like, <laughs> we knew you get winded, fatty. Gah, just, I got you. A couple of billy clubs and they just hit you a couple times. They call yeah. pow, pops in, grabs you, pow, pops out. You're I like right, your paws. Yeah. It's, it's good. I'm, I'm, it's very visual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People popping into the Oval Office. The old pop and lock. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be cool to do too? Just, and this is, you can only do this in the very beginning, all right? You buy like you know how they have a terrible Halloween costumes that are all, like silver spandex or whatever in a big coat and crazy sunglasses and then you just hold on stick with me you pop <laughs> you pop you pop in and you pop into where some lady's getting an ultrasound and you're like I'm your child from the future <laughs> we had to, and you pop away and they're like what happened holy shit you're a crazy you person know what I mean? yeah. no where did that come from well I mean what fun ways to fuck with people with your pop power oh man I like you pa, Greg. Pa, pa, pa. you fucked up thank you I mm. try mm. alright 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 this episode is brought to you by Loot Crate Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear for less than $20 a month you get 4 to 8 items that include licensed gear apparel collectibles unique one of a kind items and more make sure to head to lootcrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the offer code kindoffunny to save $3 on any new subscription Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. And they guarantee more than $40 in value in every crate. Sometimes it's a lot more. Every month, there's a different theme, not theme, theme. The themes aren't a real thing. Theme. And all the items are curated around that theme. 
previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legend of Zelda, and many more. Spring is springing, so grab a map, your bag of holding, and some friends, April's theme, and some friends, April's theme is quest. What threw me is bag of holding. Huh. Not one that I'm familiar with, because it sounds... Like a drug reference. We're forming a party to explore everywhere from far off kingdoms to worlds hidden within worlds with exclusive items from Labyrinth, Harry Potter, History Channels, Vikings, and Uncharted 4. And of course, we've got our t-shirt and loot pin to help equip for your adventures. Remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, Jack, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the offer code kindoffunny to save $3 on your new subscription today. Tim. Yeah. What's your topic? So my topic is it's a weird one that uh, would be a lot more fascinating if I actually had any science or anything to back it up. Awesome. But it's me, so I don't. Yes. Um, if I was calling, I would start this topic off by saying, so I read an article. Sure. But instead, I'm going to start this off by saying, my girlfriend talked to me about a documentary based on a book that she watched. And I'm going to present some things to you. Okay. It's called Freakonomics. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. We've heard or, of it. Or seen it or watched it or anything. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a look at how random things relate to other things, right? And uh, there, there was one thing she was telling me about. There's like sumo wrestlers, and they did a study on the win to lose rates, and like they ended up finding out like some crazy underground black market of sumo wrestling bets going on that actually affected the win to, to loss ratio or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was then talking to me about the Zika virus, which is this thing you might have heard about it. It's mm-hmm. a big deal, fucking up places like Brazil, right? There's mosquitoes transmitting diseases and they're like this affects babies do not have babies if you're having a baby do not come to Brazil This made me start thinking in my fucked up head. I'm like, all right How would that affect us because this is a really fascinating kind of concept right of just like things affecting other things Even though it's like hard to prove they're related, but there's just cause and effects, right? The butterfly effect. Yes So I was like stress and effect if this Zika virus thing is as intense as it sounds and people aren't allowed to have babies and if, if the the CDC or whatever were to come out and be like you you cannot have a baby this year like you just can't do it and if you do you have to leave you can't be here <laughs> I, during the presentation I pow right in and I, I have these <laughs> I have these wings on my back and I mean the silver suit this guy, I'm, like, I'm from the future he's serious pow, yeah. pow. <laughs> so you know what Greg you can't have this power you're clearly not mature enough to deal with the power of teleportation I just be America's house guests they'd be like oh this is greg don't worry about him <laughs> so so you're not allowed to have babies right that's like all right fine if that were to happen sure my thoughts are what effects would that have on the future like would it really be that big of a deal and i was like mm. i don't know how would it affect and i was like there's gonna be a year where there's no third graders sure hmm. that, that can, and that sounds stupid <laughs> but that can kind of fuck things up you know it's interesting to think about there's the second graders and there's the fourth graders, but there's no third graders, which also means there's no third grade. But what teachers. if someone skipped a grade? Because there'd be really one smart. third grader. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like an awesome education. I think we can all agree there would probably be way fewer third graders. That's, That's the, true. Yeah, that I, you're talking about the future. I'm more and calm before you go. Answer me this because and then come back and talk about it. I'd be more uh, interested in the immediate effect. Like, because they're saying, the CDC saying, they're not urging you. You're saying they're saying don't There's have no kids. no babies. Like, you're not allowed to have well, babies. So, I mean, the government did that. Could they do that here? Exactly. Okay, just making sure. It's Brazil. I don't know what Brazil's coming Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying, like, you're, this doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying, in a, I'm using this as America. Let's pretend America. it's America. Let's say that, like. Fucking the, Obama says we had to do it. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's. 
If you, you do just, this, the baby will die. Like let's, that's okay. the, that's okay. the thing. Okay, I was gonna say because there's no way there's no way that our entire country would agree just to stop. Having and we don't kids. agree on anything. We don't have enough. We don't have enough education and enough information and enough actual birth control for that to actually ever be the case in a 318 million population. It just wouldn't happen. People yeah. just would disregard it fuck or they would fuck up bang. or there's mistakes that happen and this is what happens. Um, I don't know. It would be interesting, but I don't think like there are there are parts of Europe and there are parts of um, that, that you hear about that people just aren't having kids and the economy is dying. So there probably would be a little bit of an impact to the economy, but not much because it's just one year, right? But so it's not like you're missing out on an entire generation is, is of people. That year keeps moving. So it keeps having different effects, right? Because, yeah, you don't have third graders one year, but then there'll be a year where there's no no sophomores in high school. You know, like, yeah, yeah. how is that different? And, like, then that affects, like, all right, there's nobody on the JV varsity, or I don't know how sports works. The There's no JV people team. on one of the teams, there right? on the freshman team, yeah, the freshman but then, team. But then eventually there's it's, no like... There's no kids on the Weewaskok Chuck or whatever, the hockey. The squints? The squirts? Yeah, the squirts. The squirts. The squirts. The squirts, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's a point where it's, like, all right, then it affects, like, the NFL. Because there's a whole year of people that aren't there, and I guess eventually see, that wouldn't, But see, that's, that's the thing, is that when you start getting into professional sports, it wouldn't affect that much. Because most of those people... Like, Range. you know, they like, I think it's what is it? Well, we need to call them for this, but basketball, I think you have to at least get to your junior year before you can be drafted. Football, I think you can go straight out of high school, so it wouldn't matter necessarily. I think it's actually the point. inverse of it's that, the opposite. yeah, because Le- Le- LeBron went right from high school, but I think they've changed that. In football, I think it is you have to play at least now. I don't know, we need calling, you're right. Yeah, that's a good that's a you don't know question. sports, right? I do not know sports. Yeah. Nerds so, unite, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, 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 I just I thought that I honestly think it would probably have. Better repercussions than more negative repercussions. Like well, we don't have a huge, we don't have an overpopulation problem in this country, though. But in other countries, that we did, it would, it would probably help because it would it would decrease the amount of uh, aid that was coming from the government and probably stoke the economy a little bit. There's, I, I heard another fasc- fascinating stat that like in in places in if you look at areas that have better education and and easier access to birth control for women, specifically for women. They, uh, those areas tend to be economically more. What I love the chat because everyone acts like they're an expert and everyone is saying something different. Okay, uh, Bluth Bananas, it's one and done now for basketball. Basketball is 19, says Red Animator. Buff Arms, NFL is junior year. DZ says two years of football. Loyalty, one year of basketball, three years of football. Football is two years. Basketball, it's like it's this thing that keeps changing around. Base mentality, it's one for both guys. Internet. We got to get Colin to do the final word on that. Um, <laughs> Internet. Yep. I'm going off on a tangent. That's kind of a, a different subject. So, but yeah, I don't know. It would be, it would be fascinating. That'd be really weird. I don't, think it'd, be, I don't think it'd be that big too. of a deal. I don't think it would either. I think I don't, you know, I, I do. I don't, there's different people entering children at different ages too for grades. You know what I mean? There's cutoffs and whatever, but we fudge the cutouts, cutoffs a bit to make it where the, you know, grades three and four are smaller classes because sh- technically they moved it around where for all these kids should be fourth graders and they're not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As far as education is concerned, like I think it would have a probably a better impact because cl- how many times do you talk to a teacher who was like, I have too many students in my class? Like, right. If, as far as not private schools, but for public schools, it would probably have an actual positive impact because you'd have less kids per classroom and the kids that were there would probably get a little bit better attention. Also, parents are having too many kids. They are. Come on. I can tell that. Knock it off. We don't Starbucks, need any more people. goddamn strollers in there. Oh, I hate God. It. I hate the strollers. There will be a year where you're good. No, they wouldn't because there would still be people with fucking strollers. Yeah. Colin. Yes. What's, what is it now for basketball for going to the NFL and going to the NBA? What's the rule for college now? I think NFL, don't you have to be like 21 or 22 to enter the draft? Is, NBA, you don't have to go to college at all. Okay. I LeBron thought they changed came, that. Yeah, I know LeBron changed, but I thought they recently changed NBA. But I didn't hear that, but maybe. Okay. Chat can't come to a consensus. So yeah. we're the lost. word is out. 
But I mean, okay. So what other weird things could this cause? Because I've just been thinking about. I mean, I just think the, the sports is where I went and the 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 schools. But I feel like it'd have other. Weird I mean, I only think it'd be good things. I think everybody should fucking chill for a second on all these goddamn kids. <laughs> I don't want any of them. And I, maybe other people would if they take a second to stop being all pre-programmed for their nuclear families and whatnot. They chill out, wake up on a Sunday, they go to brunch, and they're like, you know what, honey? This is pretty good. I'm glad that the West Nile virus is back. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Maybe it had some good points in this scenario. <laughs> you know what I mean? mean? Like, well, it's like when you have a pandemic, um, like the, uh, the Black Death, like wiped out what a third or something of the population of Europe, or whatever. Like these kinds of corrections are going to happen again. It's not. It's like it's it's inevitable. So like I don't. I, this is doesn't sound like that kind of thing. But when you look at like exponential po- population growth globally, like we can't. We just cannot. The, the projection that shows at twenty or twenty five or thirty million or billion people on the planet, it's like not. That's not possible. Like that's just, like that's just not possible. We, we could build up and all those kinds of things, but where does the food come from? Where does the water come from? The resources. If we start knocking down trees and ruining the ability of for you know for oxygen to be made also with plankton and all that kind of stuff polluting of the seas and all these kinds of things it's like there is going to come a point where we are going to have to have population controls i don't think that's going to happen in the next generation or two but eventually we're going countries and global authorities like the un are going to have to kind of come to terms with the fact that like we can't we cannot have 25 billion people on the planet like how there's space but are there resources yeah even if you tried right there would be deficiencies in medicine and food and lots of people would die yeah, so absolutely. you could try to get to 25 billion, but like literally it wouldn't you couldn't get there and it would be a lot of suffering and pain on the way. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. we I've always said and, and it's not like it's a unique thought, but like humanity has outsmarted evolution. Like we there are things about us like uh, that would kill us, you know, a, a certain certain people like, I, you know, I have like really bad stomach problems and I take like medicine for it and I've had like, you know, things done for it. But like that might take me out and that might take my genes out of the pool as well. To make the human the human race healthier in uh, in the future, but since we've like we've um, we've outsmarted evolution or whatever, and, like we can all survive. Like population growth is just going to continue to exponentially grow over and over and over again, um, and it's uh, it's a scary kind of prospect to think about the, the planet in a couple hundred years because it's not going to take that long. You know, we've we've jumped five to six to seven billion like very quickly, and imagine everyone having one, two, three, you know, four children. You know, it gets pretty out of control pretty quick. So it's 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 a very interesting kind of. Um, uh, uh, moral question, but it gets into like bioethics and all those kinds of things, where it's like, well, we have to, we have to do our best to save the, you know, to to let people live their lives, have their children, provide them the best care and the best medicine as well. But what does that also mean for the future sure. of our children's 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 children? You know, it's it's a super philosophical question, I think. What if the moon disappeared? Nope. <laughs> no, nope. I don't want going down that one again. Bad. Show me the check. I want to see what they probably. They, I, I bet you some people are saying some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, see, I want to see. I don't know if you guys touched on the idea of the, the generational gap. So I don't think they're one still year arguing about football. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, it's years out of high school, not college. You can register it one year in football. Let's hope SpaceX can get us to Mars. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Private private corporations will get us there. Deion Troy J. Until the sun blows up. That's not going to happen for five billion, billion years. Yeah, five, yeah. six, seven billion years. Yeah. Uh, no, the interesting thing would be more like what happened if an entire if you, if that happened for an entire generation or two. That yeah, that's be, more that fascinating. Would be way question, more, like, for sure. not more fascinating, but I think that would be more. I think more uh, hazardous to the econ- the economy because then you'd actually have you'd you'd miss out on that whole like generation as it moved through into the workforce, into the people that have to do the minimum wage jobs. Then to that middle management position, yeah. and then to the people who are supposed to be leading the companies, you know, like it'd be it'd be crazy. Although that'd be, you know, I guess Medicare would be a little bit less taxed on that one, but if it's even going to be around by the time the generation hits. But anyway, 
I don't know. Well, think about like we have 320 million or so people in the United States. And we have a surplus of food. Like we're we're still a, a significant breadbasket for the rest of the world. So imagine, you know, but like China has 1.2 billion people and does have to import some food, although they can feed themselves. But then a country like North Korea, 18, 20 billion people is super impoverished, imports almost all of its food because it can't feed its people. Its people are eating like bark off of trees and shit like that. Now, imagine um, if you have like you just grow all these countries and just multiply them by two. And then like what happens to the surplus of food and what happens to like the surplus of fresh and clean water? And how does like do you have to have desalinization plants up and down the Pacific Ocean on the, in the United States to like to in order to um uh, you know, give water to the, the growing population in the United States, which is now 500 million people or 600 million people. And and how does that then affect uh, the ocean when you're dumping hyper salted water back in and all of the pollution back in from desalinating? Then like, how does that affect the plankton and its ability to create oxygen? And then like all of these kinds of things, like it's just, it's a, it's a butterfly effect. Like you were saying, it's not something that's necessarily going to happen. I'm certainly not an authority on it, but it's like super complicated when like we've gotten so smart that we can't help ourselves now you know like we we we've gone beyond you know and this gets into all, all sorts of other shit like right. we're talking about with ray kurzweil and the singularity and all that kind of stuff too so it reminds me a little bit of the housing market crashing actually mm-hmm. sure like yeah. it's this system of so many interconnected parts and then there's the the local people actually selling the loans who are getting bonuses and right and and it and then there's the banks who are repackaging subprime loans into other packages and um all of those systems when you combine them all and then you looked at all the incentives it led to this thing where we were just we were just waiting for disaster and no one saw it and then disaster hits um when you have like a system that has that many moving parts and is so complex and there's so many potential points of failure if one fails that can trigger multiple failures in other parts of the system you can have like these catastrophic things like when millions of people lost their jobs and you know it was a that was a tough tough zone it reminds me a lot of that sort of question is like wow here's this complex system one thing can go wrong leading to just like catastrophic yeah. systemic it, failure it happens i mean the, the what was it 1815 year without a summer when uh a huge volcano erupted in around indonesia and the entire global uh climate went down like three or four degrees causing like crop failures across the world people dying of starvation uh you know john adams and all these guys you know all, not so much founders because a little bit after the war of 1812 but people contemporaneous to that were writing about like there was it was snowing in massachusetts in june and all this kind of stuff like ruining crops like just because a volcano on the other side of the world erupted and then you know you could fast forward that to today like when it, when it was like mutually assured destruction and all this kind of stuff and people were like well what the effects of radiation and stuff it's like if you detonate 20 or 30 bombs, you're going to have nuclear winter. It doesn't matter like wh- what the effects of the radiation is locally. You're not going to have any sunlight, you know, like, so it's like, there's all these unintended consequences right. of, of like what happens and, and you know, these, these minute and weird things. And now we're seeing it with, with global warming, which I think is mostly man-made. I don't think it's all man-made, but it's certainly, certainly made way worse by man's, by, by man's mm-hmm. um, um, activities and how that kind of just one degree, one and a half degrees Fahrenheit can, melt ice caps and raise water levels to to the point where like new orleans is like going to be uninhabitable in 50 years and the fact that like anyone even tries to make that a place anymore is like is like unbelievable so it's 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 amazing how in that instance like how the industrial revolution post-civil war around that kind of time created this thirst for pollutive kind of industries that 150 years later are causing the coastlines to, to erode away and, and, and flooding to happen and terrible storms to occur. I mean, look what 
you know, we can rattle off a bunch of hurricanes and a bunch of, of superstorms that, you know, were unheard of a hundred years ago because of unintended consequences. So it's, it's just fascinating to think about these kinds of things. Um, they go way deeper, I think, than even like the government saying, well, no one have kids for a year. It's like, yeah, that could, po- that's possible and that could happen. But it's like, it's even more, a minor domino falling somewhere around the world is probably going to be our undoing. Not, you know, not, not that kind of stuff. So it's just interesting to think about, I guess. And dire. And thanks fun. for the uplifting topic, Tim. No more third graders. <laughs> that was brought to you by Squarespace. You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code kind of funny to get 10% off your first purchase. Nick. Yes. You built the first kind of funny.com with Squarespace. I did. Did you enjoy it? I did. Very easy uh, to use tool set. Very intuitive. Um, Very easy to use if you want to have a portfolio site or a small site uh, for your business. I definitely recommend checking it out. Thank you. Building a website can be tough. And even if you know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time consuming affair. Whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, like you just said, Nick, you said that. I, I, yeah. A restaurant or whatever else. I was going to say, I want, I want to transition my personal site over there but i'm just too lazy to do it but it could, it's I easy. Could do it very, very you could use this code no, too kind square, of funny squarespace at end is easy it's it's trans it's transferring the url over from my other piece of shit domain server oh wow okay and getting no. it over there it's not a, it's a whole big deal anyway start your your journey on squarespace do yourself a huge favor not only does squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy to use tools to create your website with squarespace with squarespace also a state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability and you know you can trust in squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust them too you can't beat the ease and simplicity of squarespace squarespace gives you 24 7 online support and a beautiful website so what are you waiting for? Just like in I know you did last summer. Start a free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code kind of funny to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for us. Kind of funny. One word is the promo thing. One word is the promo code. Mm, mm, kind of funny. Mm. Squarespace. Build it. No. Fin. Beautiful. Finuti. Finuti? Finuti? What is I don't know where is that one? Is that Finnish? Is that you're saying Finnish? It might be, it might be Finnish in Italian or I may have just made it up. Finito. Finuti. Finuti. Finnish. It's uh, Swedish. It's northern northern Swedish. Oh, it's one of the words we oh, learned today. Northern yeah. Sweet. Right. Yeah. Northern Swedish. This next topic's really gonna uplift. I can feel it. Final topic comes from patreon.com slash kinda funny, where Tom Cupers went over. Backed us there and got to put his topic into the hopper and today it's getting pulled and it is uplifting. So everybody strap in. My topic is failed dreams. Oh Lord. Thing you, things you guys wanted to do but gave up on or things you guys thought you wanted to do but turned out to be awful. I went to college to be a journalist, but quickly found out that the process of editing and writing is like nails on a chalkboard to me. You guys are obviously living some out some of your dreams, but I'm curious about the places you all thought you were going to end up. Thanks for everything, Tom. I have a question. Lay it right on, the Tom. Bat. You went, no offense, but you went to school for journalism and found that you didn't like to write? How did you land on journalism if you didn't have a passion for writing? Because even if you're doing video cool. or photo journalism or something, that's different, I guess. But sure. but you're still writing something when you're doing. Not that just seems like an interesting kind of. Not everybody sits on the, goes and writes for the school paper or goes and gets a column or does these kind of things. Maybe he just thought that looks cool. That'll be cool. I'll do that. I want. Yeah, there's stories. a lot of people in my major that called themselves journalists, and they were just people on camera. You know, yeah, yeah, write shit. I just it's just a it's just a question. 
Yeah. I, it's one of those. It's funny. He's talking about failed dreams and things you give up or turned out to be awful. And it's like, I think this is a, it seems like a pretty good thing that he went to college. He, he took that dream. Let's always talk about kind of funny, right? We left. And if it was going to fail, it fails. Big deal. We would have known it. We did it. We took the shot. We wouldn't always sit there and do it. He took the shot. He thought he wanted to be a journalist. Got mm-hmm. there. I was like, oh, this sucks and bounced. It doesn't sound like it ruined his life. No, not that I, that's the question. And I'm not saying that at all. But what oh, I'm no, asking no. is like, there's, fundam- doing- there's fundamental parts of journalism. Right. Like I could understand being like, I don't like the, the grind. I don't like talking to people. Yeah. I don't like investigating. It's like, okay, I get all of that kind of stuff. But like. There just seems to be fundamental things. So that's why I was just asking kind of a, a I was a changing question. the topic. But yes, I understand. I understand. I'm just I'm hung up on it. Have you okay. guys heard of this uh, this word autotelic? No. Have you heard of this? So a Patreon creator made a video the other day that was amazing and talked about Van Gogh uh-huh. and how painting for him was autotelic. And autotelic means uh, let's see if I can remember the definition. The uh, when when a person does something um not for desired consequence of doing things, but for the joy in doing the thing itself. Mm-hmm. That oh, is okay. an autotelic experience. Mm-hmm. So Van Gogh was painting by himself. He lost his teeth and was dying and was unhealthy and so had to move in with his parents. He wasn't making any money. The only people that saw his work, it was one person, his brother, saw his work and his brother didn't like his paintings and thought all those painters were better and your paintings aren't very good. But he would send his brother paintings when he finished them. And Van Gogh lived this life making paintings for 10 fucking years by himself because painting for him was autotelic. So he's a flyer, not a teleporter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unless Although, he likes traveling. If he were alive today, if he were somehow able to trans- teleport himself into the future, he'd probably be a teleporter because he'd be fucking multimillionaire. He could just paint shit. Right. And sell those paintings for millions of dollars. That's right. All right, we might need to define teleporting. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you're allowed to just randomly time traveling, it's the same thing. Well, that does bring up interesting things, though, because you're because the only way that you can travel forward in time, you can't travel back in time, right? But you travel forward in time by going near the speed of light. So if you are instantaneously ending up somewhere and then come back, then there isn't there could be there could be time problems. There, well, yeah, maybe. But nonetheless, unless you're let's not go really back fast, fast unless you figured out how to run really, really fucking like, the speed of light and you can fly away. Uh, I get what you're saying on the journalism front because I did that with motorcycle riding. That was my not failed dream, but I over romanticized the idea yes. when I first moved into the city of what it would be like to ride a motorcycle. I was like, you can park anywhere. You look cool. It's super fun. Like, how much fun is it to just jump on this this machine that's, you know, seemingly very light and easy to maneuver? Um, I'm going to learn how to ride a motorcycle. And so I did the right thing, thankfully, which is um, instead of just doing what a lot of my friends did, which they just bought a motorcycle and then kind of figured it out as they went, uh, I went into the safety course. Uh, it's a two-day safety course. I, if you're ever going to get into motorcycle riding, please do the course first. You, you can easily find one near you. Um, and about halfway through the first day, I'm like, I don't know if I like this, but I'm not a quitter. And I was enjoying it enough. Uh, the mechanics were challenging enough to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to push through this and get to it. Got my license. Started riding a little bit and I was flirting with the idea of getting a motorcycle and about maybe on my third or fourth ride. I'm like, I just don't like this experience. I don't like the experience of being on the highway, not safely, you know, wrapped in, well, faux safely wrapped in a car. Um, feeling safely wrapped. Well, you're, you know, you're safer. Well, you're sa- you're way safer than you are on a motorcycle, but don't, don't kid yourself. You can, you know, it's still dangerous hurling yourself down the highway at 65 miles an hour in a, in a, in a metal tube. But, um, but yeah, it's a little crazy. Like a lot of people uh, equate riding a motorcycle with freedom. And I equated it to not terror, 
but a little sense of dread eventually where I was like, I don't know that I like this. And then eventually I put a motorcycle down on the ground and I was like, I'm done. Usually the idea of something is very different than the execution of something. Yes. And I think a lot of the times people fall in love with the idea of being like blank the or the, what is it? They imagine what it might feel like to be a traveling DJ or a successful rock band. And the idea of it feels really exciting. And then when you execute that shit, you're like, oh my God, yeah. this is hard. Yeah. Like, this is a grind. Like, I'm sure, like, this is really fun for you guys. This is a fuckload of gear, though. Like, there's cameras and cases and, like, screens and, like, yeah. this is a grind to haul this shit around and make it work. And Even make it being on, like, we have to be on all yeah. day today, right? Like, that's a skill. And you see it all the time in yeah. our thing where people are like, I'm starting a YouTube channel. And they put right. up a week's worth of content and they stop. And they, and they stop. Right. So, <laughs> no. what keeps you guys going? Why do you keep doing this? I mean, I think so. That's a great segue for me is I don't feel like I've had that experience. I don't think that I've had a dream that I haven't hit because I keep doing I keep, I think I keep setting my goals kind of fairly attainable. But then the moment I get them, I, I always have the next thing to keep going towards. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps me going is the fact that I haven't hit that wall yet. I will one day eventually. But I hope I'm dead before that happens. You know, grinding out trying to do all this shit. But yeah, it is. It's definitely the day to day shit of like, yeah, it's hard. I am tired right now. I am so tired. And I, I'm just looking down at the next couple months at all the stuff we have to do. And it's like, it's fun to vent about it and bitch about it. But it's what wakes me up and keeps me up at night in a good way, not in a bad way of like, I'm stoked about this. I want this to happen. And it's like, I want to finish this thing so I can do that thing. And it's like, well, I'm not even enjoying the thing I'm doing now because I'm thinking about that thing. But it's like, I don't, it, it's a weird cycle of when's the fun part come? Oh, this is all the fun part. Let me, let me ask you when, when the fans and the folks watching in the chat room right now, yeah. when they think, what is it like to be kind of funny? What they do you think they think? They think that we play video games all day. That I guarantee that's. The I mean, I think we talk all day. We don't put up enough content of us playing games all day <laughs> for them to think that. Yeah, I mean, it depends on on what side. If it's the fan or the the, the hater, but the the sure. haters think we play video games all day. The fans think we talk all day, which is accurate. Eh, I don't know. There's a lot of talking, but there's a lot of not talking too. Yeah, which is weird. There's a lot of us thinking. There's a lot of thinking. You know? There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of preparation. Yeah, there's a lot of work in terms of flipping the room and da 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 da. And I, I think you see it when it surfaces when something doesn't work, and everybody's like, "Kevin, you had one job," and it's like, "That's ah, Kevin's got 85 jobs. We all have 93 jobs to do on a daily basis." So like, yeah, when the one thing breaks that you think's his job and you make a big deal about it, and whether it's Kevin or it's me saying, "You know what I mean? You know what I mean?" Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? That's the answer. <laughs> I know out. what you mean though, because you just said it when you were saying, "You know what I mean? You know what I mean?" That was what I was saying. Though. Ladies and gentlemen, in the, in the chat I mean? right now, go to Tim. You don't give us enough credit. We know you guys bust your asses. No, no, everyone. We know we're not. This isn't us. Knocking you, we yeah, know and you that, know, and that shit pisses that, that shit does piss me off all the, the time. One, the, for Greg's, for Greg's like uh, verbal ticks, for instance, like that shit annoys me to see that because I'm like you, you know, I, I look, at, I'm protective of Greg, where I'm like I'll make fun of Greg all I want, but you better not fucking make fun of Greg at all, you know, because mm-hmm. like like that's my that's my brother, that's my my one of my best friends, a very important person to me, and I, and I, I often say to people, it's like. If we recorded you for 15 hours a week, I'll pick a, I'll pick apart what you're saying. You know, and it's not it's not it's not easy. That's the thing I've learned from this is that is that it's just being on isn't easy, and it's really difficult to be on every day, especially for Colin and Greg live. Like we, Greg and I, will literally have to do something every day for a live audience. 
nonetheless our podcast and all that kind of stuff and i'm like it's 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 a difficult thing that's what i've appreciated most about this is that when we were at ign and i was a writer and i was senior editor and i can just disappear and go on trips and, and re- research and write that was way easier than than having to be a personality that has to be on and be kind of m- micro studied under a microscope when i'm not in a good mood or something like that like that's the kind of stuff that like really breaks me down sometimes so it's that's what i've appreciated about it but like what keeps me going is that i enjoy i like literally have to have moments of clarity sometimes when i get in like my my ruts which is like constantly where i'm like like why are you you know why are you so upset about something like this is this is good you're good you're fine this is a blessing but at the same time i have no shame in saying that like i'm not done yet like i have dreams that i haven't attained Mm -hmm. that are really important to me that i want to attain as well i i use the the analogy of like taking a ball and someone's like you know i'm gonna throw the ball in this direction and you're gonna chase it and that and that's your dream or whatever and since i was six or seven i knew i wanted to be an historian and like i was obsessed with history and and the military and and war and politics and all this kind of stuff and i went to school for history and i got that and I was about to go to grad school and I got my job at IGN and I came here instead and 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 it's like someone took the ball and was like nah fuck that I'm throwing it in this direction instead and I chased it but I've always been looking in that direction you know what I mean yeah being like like what could have happened and it doesn't mean I don't want to go in this direction it just means I'm super curious about what's what's over there too and by the way I'm curious about like what's in that direction and that direction too I want to be a writer and I want to you know I I don't play music anymore, even though I grew up as a musician and love music and stuff like that. Like, so there's, I, I, so my failed dreams are many because like to, to, to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish as in the gaming industry, I had to abandon all that other stuff. And so all those dreams did, all those dreams did fail, but it doesn't mean I'm not curious about it. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm dead set on at least achieving one or two more of those goals. It does not mean that I don't want to do this too. And that I will not always do this with you guys because I will. It's a matter of like, I want to write a book and I want to play music again. And, being a drummer, it's like really hard to play music in a city and you got to figure out those kinds of solutions or I miss playing hockey and I, I miss doing all these kinds of things. So <laughs> my failed dreams are many and I miss history and I miss being able to to do those kinds of things. It's on my arms. It's like it's uh, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a different kind of thing, but it doesn't mean that just because I had a failed dream doesn't mean that I didn't accomplish a dream that was just as important. See, I wouldn't say that you don't I don't wouldn't I wouldn't categorize those necessarily as failed dreams. I would categorize those as something that you still can do. Like I feel when, when someone's failed at something that means they've given up. Like, cause that, that really is all failure is, That's right? All it you is. just say, I, I choose not to pursue this anymore because yeah. it beat me. So like one of my quote, I don't, I wouldn't even call it a failed dreams is that I want to make a movie one day and I will make a movie one day. It may not be next year. It may not be 20 years from now, but it will happen. I will make that happen for myself. Um, the only good thing for me is that I can use this as a springboard to do that. Right. I get to maybe one day, hopefully do that with you guys. And that would be really, really fun. But that's still to use your analogy. I mean, that's someone throwing the ball in the exact straight line that I'm on right now. It's just way the fuck down there. And I don't know where it is. I don't know how long it's going to take me to run over and get it, but I'm going to get it. The Mm -hmm. other way to think about that. And this is a quote that I heard recently that just like, Oh, hit me so hard. feels so right. Especially like for, for where I am in my life right now. Um, somebody said like, once there's more things to do than there are hours in a day, it's not about managing your time anymore. It's, it's not about time management. It's about priority management. Mm-hmm. And so for you, it's not that it's like that hockey and music are like failed dreams. It's just like, this is the fucking priority because yeah, this is where the impact is. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where you guys have voices and are growing and like are challenged and you're building something. And like, this is the priority right now. And, and what's beautiful about that statement about time management, priority management is like, once you, once you realize that you'll never be done 
like you'll just never be done. You will always want to do more things. Mm-hmm. Once you realize that it's not about doing all of the things, it's about doing the things that matter. And then these things you may or may not get to, but you fucking did the things that mattered. You like, just blew my mind. That I mean, that just that sums up my life so well. Of just the, it's not time management, and like I I knew that, but I didn't know that until yeah. you just said it, and it's like that makes so much sense. Yeah. It is just priorities. It is just yeah. You know, you're never gonna do all of it. You, yeah. But it is about figuring out what the things what that you have to do now. Yeah. Are. And you will go home tonight, and there will be ten things that you didn't do today that would have been cool. They just wouldn't been as fucking cool as this. Yeah. No. And it, that's the thing is like every day you might make the wrong choice, but then you have tomorrow to do those things and yeah. fix that and just course correct. And I think that's kind of funny. We we end up talking about ourselves a lot, but that's because that's our lives. Right. Like that is it is literally our life to talk about our lives, which is really fucking cool. And thanks to Patreon that that is all possible. But it's crazy that it's all systems that work together. Going back to the topic we were talking about earlier about like if one thing fucks fucks up, it fucks up everything. It is about thinking about. All right. If we introduce T-shirt Tuesday as a concept, that means that every first Tuesday of every month, we need to have a T-shirt designed that will go on sale. If we do that, that means we need to promote it. If we promote it, that means it takes a slot on this show. If we have that on that show, that means we can't promote this other thing we're trying to do. And it's like, you need to start thinking about all of this. And it's like, there's so many cool things we can do. There's so many cool shows we can make. What makes the most sense? Like what works together? What works as a thing, you know? And how do we make all of it happen? Because it's not even about time at that point. It's just about like, how does... What is our maximum potential for things making sense? Because yeah. there's a breaking point of there's time in the day to do it, but does it make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like when you if you look at wildly successful people, they've done just that, right? Almost prioritize prioritization on a like epic scale. Or like and well, epic man might be the right word. Maybe we call like it ruthless, psychotic and ruthless scale. Ruthless prioritization. Yeah, but like yeah. you look at a guy like Steve Jobs and he prioritized the the formation of his company, like the, the progression of his company and the progression of the products they make above all else. And it attained him greatness. And I would truly say that he is a great man. I don't think anyone would deny that. But he was also wildly touted as kind of tyrannical and not such a great guy to be around and probably not the best father. Denied the existence of his own daughter. Yeah. But so, named the computer after. Right. But at the same time, you know, I don't know if history is going to remember that so much as they remember he's the guy that revolutionized the way we interact with each other. Um which is pretty crazy to think, but I yeah. think I think there's a happy medium somewhere in there. I don't think you have to go. <laughs> no, I think you can have a lot, but you're right. Prioritization is is a really huge factor of of both success and both of happiness as well. Because there's one thing to be said, like it's depressing when you think I want to do all these things, but you can't do any of them because you don't have time, so it's crippling, right? But being able to aptly prioritize three of those things today, I mean, just even today, I'm going to go to the gym today. Maybe not tomorrow, but today I'm going to go to the gym. Yep, that made me happy. That's good. I'm good for a couple of days. Yeah. You know, I feel better. Even though I'm probably not doing anything really because I just go to the gym and I hop on the elliptical machine and listen to a podcast and then leave. But it doesn't matter. You can do that at the kind of funny gym. Oh, I can do that at the kind of funny gym. We have a gym in our office. It's called an elliptical machine. We also have a full kitchen. It's called the kitchen. Whoa. <laughs> we work out of our house. You guys are fancy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it's it's um, the one thing I, I kind of look at as a blessing was when I was a, when I was going to start grad school in the fall and I got my job offer from IGN in the spring when I graduated from Northeastern. The I was too young and stupid to second guess any move I was making. So I was like, of course, I'm going <laughs> to of course, I'm going to leave. And go to and go to California. Like uh, I can go back to this later. Fuck this, you know. And and uh, I have no regrets about that at all. 
but I'm glad that I was in that my, that 22 year old kind of ignorant place in, like in my life, which I think every 22 year old, whether they're aware of it or not, is in that place when they're 22 years old of being like, well, what is the repercussions of this? Are you going to have any regrets at all? Like, I didn't even think about it. I just no, was because like, you have all the time in the world when you're 22. Right. And now, like, and now I, I have every I have so much time. And now right. I'm 31 and I look back and I'm like, well, I still have no regrets. I'm, I met, you know, I was talking about this with someone recently. I'm like, you know, I feel like I've been cursed in a way because like I really do have these interests that are just don't make sense with each other. They don't make sense with each other. So there's no, like you were saying, like the ball being thrown that got you to IGN and then kind of funny then to your film one day is all kind of in a straight line. Mm-hmm. But like none of my shit is near each other. And so like I didn't realize in my head that I had to like figure out a way to fuse these things as best as I could, which I did specifically with history and with games. And that's when I wrote all those pieces that everyone, you know, a lot of people love, like about you know the history of all these studios. And I tried to marry those things as well as I can. Um, but I'm glad that I'm still in this position today. Like it's a, it's a, even though like I wonder and I look down that where that other ball went over the, you know, the horizon because it's so far away now. I'm like, well, like I have no problem being where I am right now. It's a blessing to be here. We have a great audience. Our company is great. I work with great people. I have great friends here. I've been here. I've been in California for almost nine years. It seems like it went to value like that. Mm-hmm. I never thought in a million years I would be back here. I thought I'd be back on Long Island or in Boston or doing something else. So life takes you in unexpected places, but I'll always wonder. And not in, a, not in a longing, pining sort of way. I would just always wonder like about um, what if you went in a different direction? Would you be longing for this too? And I think the answer, of course, is yes. Probably. So that's why I think you can't have any regret about the decisions you make in a kind of a systemic way because it's like, well, you're always going to wonder the grass is always greener somewhere else, but until it's not because it almost never is. Um, but you know, I've tried to gain control of my life in such a way that I can continue to do this because I love games and I love talking about games. And I love talking to you guys. I love doing our products. We do, you know, the Game Over Greg show and Conversation with Colin and all that kind of stuff. That's fun. Um, and people seem to really enjoy it and, and it resonates with people. But I also like I need to execute more and stop being so lazy in my spare time about because I can tick off some of these boxes. I can play men's league hockey. You're in a buena like that. You know, I can get a studio, get my drum kit and put it in there and play whenever I want. I can do all these things. I just don't. So it's like, so it's like ultimately on me and my own shoulders and I can read more and I can be engaged more in politics and all that kind of stuff. You you say that, but you are probably like, if you actually look at yourself and compare yourself with the rest of the population, you're probably one of the most high performing individuals in the world. (laughs) Like literally if you compared yourself against like 99% of other humans in the United States, you probably like in terms of, uh, energy and smarts and expertise and using your time well you probably outperform most everybody so like you also have to be like kind to yourself you know as you as you're thinking about it. like you just said like i'm too lazy like oh my god like if you if you ask and it, like the people in the chat room are like they know that you guys bust your asses they know this is a lot of work like you got you got to balance the longing with more like the, the longing for more that like humans just have humans always want more that's like i think why our species is so cool but like you got to balance that also with being kind to yourself you know because if you if you are if you want too much more and if you're too hard on yourself for that then you're just like depressed and miserable all the time so there's like this there's this hard balance that you got to strike with like being ambitious but then also taking a step back and being like I'm on this crazy show that is reaching so many people right now. And like the, the, you, you got to have you got to have that both, you know, you got to have both to, to really feel like happy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it was very kind of you to say um, I, I feel like this grounds me, though. This is the, the, the thing about what we do more than any of the other things like, you know, studying history, for instance, is about the past and it's about living in the past and being obsessed with it, which I am. 
and playing music is about is emotion and uh, the more visceral feeling. Like there's nothing more. Like there's I not, I love nothing more than picking. Like when I walk in here, every time I pick up a guitar and I just start playing it, or I like sit behind the drums and look upstairs when we're here in the early morning and hope no one's here, and then I just play for a little while or something like that. Um, until I know someone's gonna get annoyed, so I stop. <laughs> you did the um, idea this morning. There was one, and no one was here. And you start the second you start playing, someone came out of one of those little conference rooms, very nice, and was like, and just like walked away. And I was like, oh, I feel bad for that guy because oh. he was like probably gonna start a call. Yeah, sorry, I mean, you could have said something. I don't know. Uh, he was very nice. I, I looked around. I tried. Gonna, yeah. I thought we were here earlier. Nonetheless, what I'm saying is like this grounds me. Like I, I tweeted not too long ago. Like nothing about what we do resonates with me more than when I read like our Facebook messages, like our private messages, or go through our email, or get forwards, or read tweets where it's like, you like changed my life or like something you said made me study this and now I got my first job or and I'm like really I said this thing like six years ago and you really like followed through on it and now you're happy and successful like we touched really hundreds of thousands of people yeah. and so like you can't trade that for the world and I wouldn't you know so it's not to say that I have any regrets about doing what we do now it's just to say like I am like ever curious you know like you should be you have a curious I, brain yeah it's a crazy brain. it's crippling sometimes it is it's beautiful brain though. Thank That's, you. It's that, a beautiful mind. That feeling that you have though, like honestly, I I sorry if I feel like if I'm repeating myself here, but like that's why humans are gonna land on Mars. Yeah. Like because our species feels like that all the time. We just wanna explore. Like that's why humans are so cool, you know? And and I think it's it's good to like recognize that that's a positive force in our lives. That's a positive thing. It's good to want more. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy with what I have. And it's both, you know, it's, it's gotta be both. There's got, that's one of the biggest lessons I've had at, at Patreon is like for, I'd say for the last year, I've been kind of, okay. I mean, I know folks seem happy and everything here and, and we are to a large extent, but I also have been a little negative with the team, I think, um, about like, man, our product isn't good enough for our creators. Like mm. we need to like push, this needs to be better. This is broken. This didn't get fixed fast enough. Like I've been negative. And it's been too negative. And I like realized that in the last month, like you got to balance that with like, holy shit, we're sending millions of dollars a month to creators. We are awesome. And there's more things that we can do to be even more awesome. And let's yeah. do those. Like yeah. it really is about that balance. Yeah, so, but that's tough, right? We're the same way. We only talk to each other when one of us fucks up. We yeah. don't talk about all the amazing things everybody does on a daily basis, right? Kevin edits every Let's Play, but the only one we'll talk about is one where he fucks something up. Yeah. You know what I mean? where we do all these I put up every PS I love you the only feedback I get on Colin is the one that I fucked up the SoundCloud link it's like you know what I mean it's just how it works because that's how we are able to prioritize things right it's when there's trouble afoot that's when something needs to be said not the fact of love and sex stuff was great Nick and Tim should have said that you know what I mean like this episode that went up on Monday was really fucking funny we can all be better about that exactly because exactly. we have expectations that things just happen yeah. Like Tim deals with the business and Nick deals with business I'm just like I don't know like like like, like <laughs> I just have expectations but like when I make a typo in a tweet then I'll get a text being like, well, I deleted that. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, like, like, exactly. I, like we're all about, we tell you about the one tweet that got fucked up, not the 96 other ones you put mm -hmm. out that were fine and great. Yeah. So it's like, no, we get it. And it's the same thing with PS. I love you. You're right. Like, because we, we just have expectations. Like I think the, the, pro, the, the blessing and the problem with kind of funny as a corporation is that it works so well, but you don't see the blood, sweat and tears that each individual person is kind of putting into sure. it on a daily basis. And so like, you just have expectations. Like, of course we're getting paid. I don't know. Nick spent fucking how many hours doing that? I don't know. I just get paid. So Once, at first it was a lot. Now it's now it's pretty automated. So I I, I think you're right. Like positivity is it can go a long way. So, I've I've certainly suffered from that more than anyone. I'm certainly like a, an inherently pessimistic person. So it's like I have to fight that like 
every day to make sure that it's not grading on other people or wearing off on other people. Because the last thing I want is for like a pessimistic Greg. That's why we work is because Greg's optimistic and I'm the, you know, so it's like, I don't know. You're so right. Check this out. Check this out on Twitch right now in the chat room. There are product thinkers, product minds at Twitch who are fucking great. And one of the techniques they use to make this chat flowing right now, I'm zooming way out, super systemic. They optimize the shit out of this chat room. They, they have uh, emoji and logos and custom things that, you know, groups you can call your fans and names for things. And, and there's a whole experience happening in this chat that is optimized to give people in the chat and to give you guys who are running the show positive feedback. That positive feedback makes you want to do more shows and it makes people want to leave more chats. That is a purposeful thing is in the chat room. It doesn't mean it's not bad. It's not like evil or dark or anything. It's very transparent. The chat is built to make conversation amazing and positive. Management is the same way. Personal management. When you're managing a, a person or a team or people, when you see a behavior that is amazing you call it out and you write an amazing email. One of the greatest CEOs that I know um, wrote this. I saw this email that he wrote to the team. Someone sent him an email and said, hey, um, Dan, the, the trash outside is all packed and like the dumpsters are overflowing. They took a picture and you see overflow dumpsters outside the company. This guy runs 30 companies. Yeah. And an employee sends him an email saying the dumpsters are full. Right. I think a lot of CEOs would send him an email back be like, so fucking tell facilities and shut up. Go away. Dan, the CEO, writes an email to the entire company, like tens of thousands of people, attaches a picture and says, everybody, look at this email that I just got. This is high level. Look at how aware and how awesome this employee is. Look at how much they care about this company, that they even care about the trash, overflowing trash. When you drive into work, it's not nice to see overflowing dumpsters. So he reinforced that positive behavior and it empowers everyone at the company. And, and so when you guys are talking about like not sending enough positive signals to each other when you do good things, like it might work because it's a team of five, but when the team gets bigger, you got to reinforce positive behavior in product with users. You got to do it with people, with teams, like positive reinforcement gets shit cranking. I'm into it. Yeah, it does. It gives me Jesus. much to think about. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic awesome. of discussion for your amusement. Good job. I'm not doing it during the, the thing. <laughs> you did the knock. No, I'm, this, got, is, yeah. this is the a thousand Kevin, percent the serious. Off. Give me more of that Molly or whatever you gave me earlier. You gave him Molly before the show? <laughs> gave him Molly. It was Zyrtec. It was Zyrtec. Why, why was close, I touching was myself close. so much then? You always do that. If oh. you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can toss us a few bucks, get every episode early along with some exclusive perks and episodes. If you don't like that and don't have any bucks, go to youtube.com slash kind of funny where you post the entire show topic by topic, day by day, until the entire thing posts as one big video in MP3 on Friday. Jack, thank you for everything. Oh, Changing dudes. our lives, doing this, yeah, coming on the show, letting us have this space. You guys space. are the best. Thank you no, for, you're the for best. having me. Thank you. No, thank you, you Patreon, of course. And thank you for watching. Until next time. It's been our pleasure to serve you.